Welcome back to the podcast. I want to begin by asking you a question. And that question is, where do you begin when solving a problem? Where do you start? Some people just jump right in and get after it. And that can be good, but it can also be not so good. And here's why. We've talked about in previous podcasts defining the problem sometimes what we do is we create solutions to problems we don't even have. That happens a lot when we copy a solution from somebody else and try to apply it to our situation without defining what the problem is. But there's even a step before that. And I've been speaking. I spoke to, in the last week, over a hundred people on design thinking. And there is a process that you go through to create a solution. Because remember, innovation is about creating a solution. Marketing is about creating a customer, but innovation is about creating a solution. And so the first step to doing that is called empathy. That's right. Empathy. And who are you empathizing with? That's the fundamental question. Who are you solving this problem for? Now, that seems so basic and so fundamental, but it is so often completely disregarded. Because as human beings, we've had a long, rough, and tough journey to today. And a lot of that was just hardship, right? So we feel super, super uncomfortable with problems because problems were like life and death for most humans throughout most of human history. And so here's what we tend to do. Jump to a solution. We take the first thing that comes to our minds to get out of that discomfort of having a problem. Now, this is what leads to all kinds of problems, additional problems, and that is, as we spoke about before, we don't ever define what the problem is we're actually solving. But even before that, we don't actually answer the question, who am I solving this problem for? So the people I was speaking to, um, I think I spoke to like three or four different groups on design thinking. I gave them all the same design problem, and it's a little boy climbing on a bookcase trying to reach a book. He has no shoes on, and he's just getting after it, grabbing this book that's obviously really high up on the shelf. And the question underneath the picture is, what does he need? And here's what always happens every single time. People just start going at it with, with the solution. He needs a book. He needs a ladder. Those are always the first two answers. And then they go further. He needs to get some shoes so he can climb that thing better. He needs his mother so she can go grab the book. He needs knowledge. you know. And it goes on and on and on. And the reality is, is we don't know 
what he needs because we haven't asked him. So if you ever are in the D school, Stanford D school, and you're going to study innovation, you're going to get that design problem. But that's a problem we're confronted with every day. We see, now going back to the little boy, let's say we created all those solutions and spent time saying, oh, we're going to do this and we're going to do that. And then we go to the little boy and the little boy says, I was just trying to climb that thing to see if I could touch that book. I don't need the book. You know, I've been, I've been at this for like two years. I'm just trying to see how high I can climb. And imagine if that were the case and we're like, oh, uh, well, you know, here's all this stuff you don't need. That happens a majority of the time. Okay, so the first step in problem solving is who are you solving this problem for? And then what do they need? So you're going to interview that person that you're solving that problem for. Sometimes that might be a, 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 a friend of yours, could be your child, could be a customer, could be a colleague, but you're going to empathize with them. You're going to get curious. You're going to withhold judgment. You're going to have a beginner's eye. You're going to be respectful. These are all different ways that you're going to have, or different kinds of um, dispositions you want to have when you are interviewing the person or persons that you're empathizing with. Now, you're going to also want to do something else because here's one of the kickers is that sometimes people actually don't know what they need. And this is why in design thinking, they say you're not only going to interview these people and ask them, get at what they need. Why are they there? What's going on? Why did they do this? You're going to observe them because there's what they think they need, which may be or may not be the case. And then you see what they actually do. So I had to do something similar to this in one of my projects where I had to do the check-in and check-out process at a hotel. So I had to go and interview people and ask them, how was the check-in, check-out process? But what you're trying to do first is establish rapport. You're trying to find out, why are they there in the first place? And you're, so you ask them, hey, so what brought you here today? And um, uh, what do you do for a living? And you, know, so you find out some of them are on vacation, some are there on business, uh, some of them are just happen to... Uh, need a place to stay for the night, um, you know, and uh, maybe, you know, some something happened and they, and they just needed to pull off and, and stay at this place. There's all kinds of reasons. And then you observe them and their behavior. You find out that actually what the hotel thinks the check-in process is, is something entirely different than what the um, customer thinks the check-in process is okay so the the hotel might think oh the check-in process is when you get go to the desk and i get my key right 
Not so for some of the customers. For them, the check-in process is when they get into their room, right? They're not checked in in their mind until they're in their room and their stuff is in there. So that causes you to, well, maybe I need to reframe it. And the checkout process is the same. The hotel might think, oh, the check-in process is when we give them their bill. Not according to some customers. The checkout process is when they finally leave the hotel in their car. Because the last person they talk to sometimes, guess who it is? It's the bellhop. And you know what they do with the bellhop? They start asking the bellhop all kinds of questions about where do I go um, to get to the airport or where, do, where are places to eat or all kinds of things. They still don't see themselves as having checked out. They haven't left. Okay, so these are. this is just an example for you is, again, we don't, the problem is, is we don't often know what the problem is and we make assumptions and we do what people do in that design problem is we just jump to solutions and start going to town because human beings are uncomfortable, really uncomfortable with unresolved issues. So, and I've mentioned this, I believe on previous podcasts, we go and get a solution so we can get out of that discomfort. But as the research shows, your first solution is never your best solution. So how do we get to a brighter future faster? Well, the first thing you're going to do is ask, answer the question, who am I solving this problem for? Now, you may be saying, well, what if it's a problem for me? Okay, this is why it's important to have people you're close to. Design is a team sport, okay? Innovation, team sport. You don't want to do mind reading on somebody else, right? You don't want to assume things about other people. You want to interview them. You want to observe them. My wife is really good at observing me, and she's somebody who can tell the difference between what I say I need and what I actually need because she can see it. There's one. I can give her the right answer. I just need to chill. She can say, well, let me tell you what your chilling is not chilling because I'm observing you. You're not chilled. When you think you're chilling, you're not chilling. That's super important. So you're going to want to have people that you engage with to solve your problem. And these people need to follow those same principles of being empathetic, which is being respectful, being curious, having a beginner's eye, um, being optimistic. So think about this. Don't go to a pessimistic person to help you solve a problem. Okay? Because you know what they, you know what their disposition is? Well, you can't really solve this problem. It just is what it is. You need to not do that, okay? And if you're problem-solving at work, get, get rid of those people. Those people are really good during the prototyping phase um, when you're trying something new to because they're going to give you just straight-up feedback on things that are wrong. So pessimistic people serve a purpose 
within an organization, even within your life, when you want to say, what are the downsides of this? Because those pessimistic people, they're good at finding that stuff. But you're, you're going to want people who know you, who can observe you, or who have observed you. And you want to check in with those people. And you want to tell them, here's what my problem is. Here's what I think my problem is. And let them ask you questions. And you can even invite them. Say, you know, can you ask me uh, some questions about this? This is what counseling is, right? Counseling and advice are two different things, right? Counselors help you think your thoughts better, right? They're, they reflect back to you what they hear you saying and what they hear you thinking. That's counsel. And that's super, super beneficial. Advice is totally different. Advice, you got to be very careful with. Because advice, advice is, if I were you, here's what I would do. Now, here's the big problem with that. They aren't you. So, I, I don't know if I've shared this on the podcast before, but think about personal finance. Now, maybe you don't know anything about personal finance. And so you run into Warren Buffett. And Warren Buffett says, look, if I were you, I would invest 90% in the Vanguard 500 index fund total market. Or actually, he, he invests in the five, 500 index and then 10% money market. And, you, and that's how I'm doing my retirement, he would say, for his um, uh, spouse. Okay, well, in that case, Warren Buffett... That, that guy knows what he's talking about, right? And so there's this sort of thin, thin layer of advice where you say, okay, I know nothing. Warren Buffett knows way more than I do. So I'm going to go with Warren Buffett. Okay, that makes sense. But when it comes to most advice, it's not going to be applicable. So you want counsel. And you want to surround yourself with counselors. And if you don't have people like that in your life, Go see a professional one. Because if you've got problems that you need to solve for yourself, you need somebody who can interview you and observe you. So take that to the bank. Now, when it comes to other people and that you're trying to solve problems for, let me just summarize and we'll end this show. What you want to do is first answer the question, who am I solving this problem for? Again, a neglected question. And then what do they need? And you find that out by two things. Interviewing them with an attitude of respect, of curiosity, with optimism. Um, you, you want to be like a beginner, like a child with them. Tabla rasa. Ha have them teach you what you don't know. And make it personal. Ask them what they had for breakfast this morning. Um, you know, get them engaged in conversation, real conversation. Help them to be at ease. That it's not a quiz. That actually you're really just curious and interested in them. And then observe them. What do they actually do? And then follow up and ask them. So I noticed that you do X. Why do you do that? I'm curious to know. And then you really begin to find out and understand what their problem is. And then you can move to the next phase, which is defining the problem, because that is the next step in the design process. But don't define the problem. 
until you empathize with the person your problem or the people you're trying to solve the problem for. And always, always remember this. It doesn't have to be perfect. It just has to be awesome.